All right, a wild one out in Western New York and the Avalanche and Sabres. It's the Avalanche winning this one six to four, but good God, this was a, a crazy game. A lot of penalties, a lot of goals. The Avs come out on top. When you have a game like this, there's good and bad. Obviously, it's good because you won, but you just can't ignore some of the things that you'd like to see the Avalanche kind of button up. So a lot to get to today and a new episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. So what we were saying leading into this game with Buffalo is you want a bounce back game. <laughs> you, you, it really didn't matter who you were playing, but you saw Buffalo on the schedule. They're they're, they're struggling a little bit. Like, okay, maybe this is a game where we, we can not skate through it. You really can't do that in any, any NHL game. But you felt pretty confident that the Az would bounce back, get two points, um, and they did. So from that aspect, it's good. You you had a loss. You followed that up with a win. How you did it, though, uh, is is not how you want every game to go. If if you're you know uh, uh, watching this game and you're just you know your average hockey fan, that was an exciting game for you. Um, and it was an exciting game. I'm not trying to take away that that it wasn't. But uh, man, like there's there's if you're the coaching staff, uh, you're definitely taking the day off to to kind of, you know, go over a lot of videotape to tighten up some certain things that happened in this game against the Sabres. If you're one of those fans that kind of just like look at the box score, you forget that. Oh, yeah, the Avs were playing the Sabres tonight. I guess we'll uh, let me let me see what they did. You pull up NHL.com. You look at the box score six to four. Nathan McKinnon, five points. Mm. JT Comfort with four. Oh, boy, howdy. The Avalanche are back. This is great. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. for the Boston game. But this is like going back to the local town fair, and they have that ride that you love riding every year. And <laughs> you're old now. You're an adult. You go look. You step back there and look how that machine's running, and you're surprised that that thing is barely holding on. Hmm. That's what this <laughs> game looked like. Right. Like, it's it's good to see Nathan McKinnon um, doing Nathan McKinnon things. I'm not going to sit here and say, wow, it's great. JT Comfer, look at that performance. It's been 21 games. Like, are we yeah, going to wait wanna... 21 more games? Like, no, I want, like, yeah. it's, the, it's the same thing. Like, it's great. It's awesome. I'm not going yeah. to start celebrating. I want to see consistency. I don't want the, the Burakovsky type performance where it's one awesome two goal game and then a month of nothing. I want consistency. It's great. Thank you for stepping up. I, I would like to see you Saturday. But the box yeah. score was nice. There were so many other things that were just bothering me so much about this game. And all I kept thinking about was Boston is Saturday. Boston is Saturday. This is not going to work against Boston. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I thought turnover-wise, this maybe was one of their worst games of the, of the year. There, there was a yeah. lot of, of just blind passes, even if against not, – not towards the, the – you never really get to throw a blind pass – you know, right into the slot, right into the house or anything like that. That's just stupid to do that. But there were some blind passes just going up against the board, just kind of like blind clears that I mean, a, a Buffalo player was just sitting right there to collect the yeah. buck. And then, and then they would just, they're already in their offensive zone, you know? Um, so yeah, there, there, there's just some, just some like silly mistakes like that, which yeah, we're 20 games into the season. You don't want to see stuff like that. But I think some of it was because, Buffalo, Buffalo's got some speed, and 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 maybe the Avalanche were, you know, getting a little bit like gripping the stick a little bit too tight and getting a little bit nerd. Like I got to get this out of here quick because someone's going to yeah. be on me at the snap of a finger, and you know you do more harm than good in those situations. But you no, know, going back to JT Comfort, yeah, you have to celebrate him for for having a, a four point game. And I get what you're saying about you want to see consistency consistency for him is not going to be a four point game like that. That's, that's an anomaly that he very rarely puts up that many points in a game, but you would like to start seeing him him get a point. You'd like to see him go on a nice little Arturi Lekkinen, you know, nine point game where where he gets at least one goal or one assist in a string of games. Like he's, he's capable of doing that. But you know, you mentioned Andre Burakovsky and how he was a roller coaster you know, Tyson Jost was the same way. I think that's it's just who JT Comfer is. I, I, you know, if, if Nathan McKinnon didn't go off for five points, he's easily the the first star of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think where you kind of said it correctly was, I don't want to see another twenty games before he has a good game like this. Like if you if you have you know a couple like maybe three duds in a row. Okay, but you got to snap out of it quicker. You can't have this game. You know, you have this game once every 20 games. You're having four solid games a season. That's not what you want either. And it's 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 not just a JT Comfort thing. It's hard to celebrate any offensive explosion when you get shut out by Winnipeg just a couple nights ago. Where were where was any of this production? This was JT Comfort was mm-hmm. a long list of goose eggs on that roster when you got shut out the other night. Nathan McKinnon got back and took control of the team, but it would have been nice to have one from JT Comfort. It would have been nice to have one from anybody against that Winnipeg, uh, that terrible, terrible game that we had. Yeah. So to two get, different teams, though. Yeah, it's two different two teams, different. but JT Comfort hasn't been hurt this year. He's been one mm. of the the few that have not made it to the injury list this year. Like production of any kind would have been great at any point. To, I'm just sure it's great. Yeah. He made it against Buffalo. Will it continue against Boston or will he disappear again? I, I that's the thing that I am not the biggest fan of. It's the same thing of New Hook's production in Finland. He mm. looked great playing in Finland, and we have not seen that same type of production. Um, I I want more consistency more than anything. I don't want to tout a great night. I want to talk about great play. Well, and, you know, I don't want to just kind of zero in on him after that Winnipeg game because it, it, but, but your point is taken about, you know, you want somebody to step up when you're, when you're having a, a team wide struggling night, who, who's the guy that can kind of try to pull us out of this. And you look to guys like Nathan McKinnon to do that. And it's just, you know, they're, they're 
two teams in two different areas right now between Winnipeg and Buffalo. And you, and while we were talking about Buffalo, how that game that, you know, uh, they had against Tampa when mm-hmm. they had a two goal lead late and, and they blew it. And then I said, then that was, that was yesterday's episode about how that, this is a team learning. They're, 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 they're yeah. better. And you saw that they're better, but they're still, still learning kind of how to play as a team. They're learning how to, to close games out. And you saw it, you saw it tonight when, when, it was up and down. Like the when when the Avs got the lead, they had that five on three for almost a full two minutes. I think it was a minute yeah. and fifty six seconds, and they got two two power play goals right off of that five on three. They took a three to two lead. Things like that, like th- you know, and and I'm not saying they should have killed a, a five on three. That's very difficult to do. But once they gave that lead up, in my in my thinking was. This is where the Avalanche just continue to just separate themselves, and I think the Avs got another one to go up four to two. But you saw Buffalo scrap and and come back, so that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And then they do a couple things where you know they 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 gave up so many rushes that for to the Avalanche, they're they're just not there yet. But you can see all the pieces in place. So that's the difference. Like the Avalanche had just like free reign to do whatever they really wanted to do at times because it's a complete like Winnipeg is not that team. Winnipeg yep. is not going to let you do whatever you want to do. And even though they have a three, four, and five goal lead, you're not going to overcome that against a team like against a team like Buffalo. You could because they're still learning how to play in this system and, and they're a young team. It's just it's just night and day. So I don't want to sit here and, and not give JT Comfer a ton of credit for getting a four point game. I don't care who you're playing. If you're playing Arizona, a four point game is a four point game. That that's great. So I don't want to I don't want to say like that because he couldn't do it against Winnipeg. It's not that impressive. I think it's even all the more impressive because he struggles to get four point games. So I'm, kudos. To it's you, not. JT I'm Comfer. not so much downplaying him i'm just mm-hmm. it's it's about time it's more about a frustration like we've ha- we've had losses we yeah, needed I this i want to see him build on this because i jt comfort's been around as long i mean he's one of the the senior members of the squad he's been yeah. around for a very long time he knows mm-hmm. how to play avalanche hockey we have to keep building on this it's great four points is awesome you looked great out there continue mm-hmm. don't get don't get happy you had a four point night mm-hmm well, he should be happy at four point. <laughs> well, don't don't, don't he can't be just happy sink as a back night. into nothing. Is don't sink back into the invisible spot on the roster. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's because uh, what's he got on the seat? Let me see. Um, where's his game logs here? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So before this game, he had eight points on the season. Uh, so he had half his full season output in this this one game that's what yeah i mean i get all that i get all that but give him some stick taps and and uh see this is like for him to have this game now like you said like going into boston let's see you do it in boston he has way more confidence right now going into boston than he did coming out of winnipeg that's very so Let's let's see what happens uh, in Boston. Boston's going to be tough. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Um, but we got more to talk about with this game, and we also have a sound check to get to. But first, we got BetOnline.net, and it's your number one source 
for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, esports, hockey, yes, even soccer. Who are they playing? Netherlands, I believe. Netherlands. And they have a good shot at this. I'm trying to gauge. They're they're playing from the role of an underdog. Um, Netherlands, they're always a really good team, but USA has adopted this underdog mentality. So, fingers crossed. Each, I believe uh, that we from, will win. In and out. <laughs> okay, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting it's for them, it's so. the battle cry of the United States. Uh, yes, soccer yes. team. I believe that we will win. You say it enough, it happens. You will it into existence. Yeah. Uh, and if you love po- sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net, and it's where the game starts. All right. So more to get to with this game. Yeah, we, we kind of uh, focused in on JT Comfer. Um, I would like to focus in on the fact that the Colorado Avalanche won the face-off battle in this game we should have started with that and then just ended yep. the show like yeah that, that that's enough for an episode right now because nothing else is going to beat that so you won what was it 56 percent? 55.9 to 44.1 all right all right there you go maybe that's another thing that they can carry over into boston so um your power play looked good three out of six so that remains to be, or still is the number one uh, power play unit in the league. And you held Buffalo to two out of seven on their power play. So you look at that and you're like, that's that's good. But you also committed seven penalties. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, uh, that's not, that's not good. So um, really, I think it was eight because two was in the same play. So I think that counts as, as one power play. I, I believe that's how that works. Um, really, I think it was eight. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was eight. Um, but whatever. I mean, it shows up as two out of seven. But uh, Av's penalty kills is continues to get better. It really does continue to get better, and you're going to need it against uh, Boston. We'll, like I said, we'll check those numbers in a minute. But um, – I'll get back to the stats here. You had. Yeah, I'm, I'm going go back and looking. We mm-hmm. the penalties are a problem. The penalties are they're they're yeah. they're starting <laughs> to get out of hand. We let up way too many in Winnipeg, five in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I'm going backwards. Like I keep going backwards. Like this is not just your two or three offense night. It's multiple. Josh Manson had his horrible night the other night. Like it's yeah. starting to get alarming. And seven against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's gone two, from two and the, one play. Yes, it's gone from the refs are being really tight. They're being really chippy to this is mental stuff. Like you know better. You're allowing this to happen. It's a lack mm-hmm. of discipline, and it's starting to become an issue. Yeah, because I don't, I can't think of any in my head that that I felt were was a completely horrible call on the ref. Yeah. There were ones that were kind of like, all right, I mean, you, you, you could have let that go. Like, didn't have to. You didn't have to call that one. Um, like the one on Foodie the other day. Like yeah. that was, and that's two in the Winnipeg game, by the way, for those keeping track. Okay, but there, there was, there's none where you're just sitting there like, oh my god, I cannot believe you got. So these are, these are penalties that the Avs are are 
creating, not creating, they're, they're getting called for that are legit penalties. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta clean that, that, that stuff up. You don't want to be taking silly. If you're fighting for, uh, well, actually I say that in the, the, um, the Manson one, one of the Manson ones, I didn't agree with either. So maybe that's the only one that now is coming back to me that I didn't really like. Um, basically, but the, the, the whole argument here is the abs are just committing penalties. Yeah. And legit penalties that are going to get called. And they got a lot of reaching uh, when they're getting beat, a lot of slashes, a lot of uh, holding, a lot of hooking. They're doing the, these silly penalties rather than just moving their feet, sticking with the guy and, and relying on their defensive abilities to push a guy off the puck. Yeah, it's one thing to have a good power uh, penalty kill. It's another to need the good penalty kill to keep you in games. Hmm. Uh, stats wise. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon with the five point night, I think, uh, Connor McGahee put up, he started the night at 12th in the league or 13th in the league in points and moved up to number five after this game. It's a good night's so, work. Yeah, yeah. He's doing work. Um, eight shots on goal for him. Uh, Confer with the two points to assists. Um, and then you had McCarr with two assists, played over 30 minutes. Um, guys, a workhorse, so yeah, you, you had your um, <clears throat> your foodie new hook and Galchenyuk line. I thought they played better. Better, um, there was there was one early on in the game, foodie had the puck and was going up the right hand side, had a really nice pass to a streaking Alex Newhook. And the puck was pretty much on on his tape, and he kind of fumbled the puck, and it got by him. It would have been a re- – I mean, who knows if he would have scored on it, obviously. But if he did, that, that was early in the game. That would have been – that would have set the tone for that line because I think a lot of people were looking at them saying, like, you guys need to really turn it around about that game you had in Winnipeg. And, man, if he, he could have got that – and that's just – when I saw that, I'm like, oh God, Alex, like you, you gotta corral that one. Like someone was on him, but he should have he should have settled that puck down a little bit easier. Maybe the puck was a harder pass than than I really saw. But that one kind of disappointed me a little bit because that was early in the game. You could have had a really nice scoring chance with a line that really needed some redemption. I'm not saying they didn't get it throughout the rest of the game, because I thought they played better. Yeah, I they did play better. Uh, I was about to say, like, towards the end of that game, I like where that third line is going and trending. And if that's where that line is going to be, I'm, again, curious what it's going to look like against Boston because yeah. I feel like that line could be magic. And that fourth line, with whoever dresses for that fourth line, it's almost become our Guardians of the Galaxy line. <laughs> it's just like a hodgepodge, like, put them together. They're either yeah. really great or they're the subject of a opposing scoring highlight. So yeah. it's always just an enigma to watch that fourth line, but I like where that Galchenyuk, Newhook, and Foodie line is going. Yeah, they they improved. So now there's a big test coming up. Um, yeah. I will say, like, I, I'm kind of liking Anton Bleed. Like, I how, do too. How he plays man, like he goes after it. You know what I mean? Like he just he doesn't slow down. He goes full speed into the boards, whether he hits you or just slams right into the board. He's I, I like his work ethic, man. Like he, he's not the most like skilled with the, you know, the puck on his, on his stick, but um, 
he he's like a, a different version of Logan O'Connor and how yeah. like the work ethic is he's he's his legs are always pumping. I kind of like him. Like I'm 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 getting more and more like uh, acclimated to him in his play. And like you mentioned, like like players like LOC, McDonald, now bleed. You see the mentality of players who know what they could contribute to the team. And then you see the mentality of guys who are still trying to figure out what they could contribute to the team. Guys that just rely on what they know and what they can bring. Like they stand out no matter what line. If, if even if they're tallying goals or assists, they are bringing something. And bleed has really been like popping off. And like you're starting to notice him a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I want to see what he had for, uh, ice time. Um, he had just a short of seven minutes, but I'm telling you, it was an eventful seven minutes for him. Like he was noticeable every time he was out there, it was noticeable. And I'm I feel like Bednar, Bednar is noticing this too. And I feel like that will get a bump come Saturday. Yeah. And you had, um, let's see, Foodie only had about seven and a half. So, um, Jason Magnet with only five minutes. So he was rolling the top lines a lot yeah. in this game. So, um, and then I wanted to get in, you know, what we thought about um, uh, Georgiev and, and his play. You wanted to see a bounce back from him. You know, he, he made some good saves. Uh, what did the, the Sabres had 28 shots on net. So uh, he made some timely saves when he needed it. Um, I thought the first two goals, the first one was just uh, more of a defensive lapse than really on him. Um, the second one is I'll, I'll give 25% to the fault of Georgiev and 75% to, uh, Tage Thompson just being a freak of nature as a puck handler. So, that, I mean, that, that was, that was an incredible goal, but I thought on that one, um, I know Georgiev has to come out a little bit. I thought he came out way too way far. too much. I think that way was the story on both of those first two goals. He was yes. out too much. Especially in the first one, he was out too much. He didn't need to be in that situation. With the Thompson one, you, yeah, you should go out and challenge him, which sounds like weird. Like, why don't you should you stay back so you don't really give him more? Like, but guys like that can just pick you apart when you go that yeah. if you go back into the net. So you kind of have to go out so you're bigger. Um, but I think he went too far out. Yeah. You know, send. Brit a, a message and see if I'm yeah. wrong in, in, in thinking that. But I just thought he would, like you said, you got to challenge him to some capacity. But when he was that far out, Thompson just with a couple dangles and it, and it was over. That was, it was, you can't, pretty cool. uh, you can't underestimate and overplay Tage Thompson. He is elite. Yeah, he is. He really is. And he's a big body. And to be able to, he's like Miko. He's really yeah. like a Rantanen. He really is. All right. Let's uh, get to our sound check of the day couple songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game this one is obviously the avalanche and the sabers you can head on over to spotify search for loa soundcheck this is volume two and uh, follow along whenever a new our new songs get added check them out so what do you got for this one going with my heart this is a soul song oh it's yeah you like jazz if you're if you are a fan of Preacher, you know uh, God yeah. likes jazz. It's a great series. <laughs> you need to check it out. Um, no, um, this is kind of a battle cry for the Buffalo game going into Saturday. 
Okay. Kill switch engage. B1. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Don't be deceived. Uh strength and salvation. Like it's it's a it's a battle cry. Rally up the guys like don't believe in like what's going on so far. You guys have to band together. This has to be a full team effort going into Saturday because that is probably the biggest test Colorado's going has has faced all year. Mm. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in in a second, but <clears throat> that is a very good one. You're connecting the game that just played to the game that's coming uh tomorrow. So, uh that's a good one. For me, I'm going to keep the focus on this one and kind of just the the whole atmosphere of the game. First of all, Buffalo people get to your arena and watch this yeah. team. This is an exciting team. And that arena was empty except for one man still striving and driving as fast as he can. That's not my song though, but, uh, <laughs> but go watch these guys. They, they, they need some support. My God. Yeah. Uh, but and you, th- th- they brought back the, the cool jerseys and everything. And it's the yeah. reverse retros and you're not out exactly. there. On, Buffalo. Exactly. But you know, as far as this game goes, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about, we're breaking it down and all the things that the abs need to work on. But like I said in the beginning, from just a fan standpoint, this was an exciting game. Therefore, um, one of my favorite alternative era 90s bands live uh, with the song Selling the Drama. Mm. And that's exactly what it was. That that was some good drama in that game. And uh, even, even like when the abs came out of the second intermission and they were, you know, clamped down, you know what I mean? You got the lead. Clamp down, maybe get a greasy goal somewhere, extend the lead a little bit. What happens? Seven seconds in, Buffalo scores. Yeah, and it's like, okay, here it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be what was it? Kraken and the Kings the other day. It was yeah what, nine eight or something like that. Like here we go. But uh, it was good. It, it, it was a. It was good because we won. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we lost, uh, we'd be saying like, I don't want those games ever. Uh, yeah. But because you come out on top of it, two thumbs up. A now, wild ride where you couldn't be comfortable at any point. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen on Saturday is uh, a whole other animal. And Kyle and I reference sometimes, often, uh, last maybe the worst game that the Avalanche played last year. And really, maybe one of the worst games they played in the last handful of years. That was in Boston. That game was was just brutal. I don't remember what the final score was. I think it was like 8-1. 7-1-8-1. Was it that bad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not kidding around where the, there was not even like a shift where the avalanche looked good. It was it was a horrible, horrible game to watch. Um, so, you know, new season, new year. Obviously, this is a different team going in, and it's a different Bruins team. Yep. This is a, a – I, I didn't – Well, yeah, well, I can look that up. I th- you kind of froze up for a second right there, but um, this team would see this be coming left- from Boston. There you are. You're, and not- you're back. All right. Um, All right. This Boston Bruins team this year would beat last year's Boston Bruins team 7-1. to one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, was, that's, I don't know how, when I got cut off, but um, th- this, is, this is a different team. I didn't see it coming from, from this Bruins team, and not because I don't think that – they're good. We, we know they're good. They have, they've had the same group of guys, it seems like, for a very long time. So you know that they're going to be good. They're going to be you know, in a lot of games. To have this start, 
I, I think this is like, isn't this like their best start ever? If I'm not mistaken. I think so. I, I think I, 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 I've heard that. I've, I've heard it a couple of times. You know, I'm not really up to date on the, you know, the Bruins history, but yeah, I try not to look at Boston mm. Bruins highlights on the daily, but yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think it is one of their best starts. In I think it is record wise. It is, but you know, stats wise, they're up there on almost every important stat. Uh, goals for per game, they are number one in the league. They're almost four points or four goals a game. Almost, they're at three point nine five. Um, assists, they are second in the league. Um, just overall team points, they are second in the league. They're power play you know we would say that the avalanche are number one on the power play and they are the bruins are number two um their penalty kill and while the avalanche is, is improving at their penalty kill the bruins are number two in the league in penalty kill so they have a great power play and they have a great penalty kill the avalanche have a great power play and a much improved penalty kill so when this game goes to you know penalties and who's playing the game most in the box that might make or break this game. Like we said earlier, the avalanche are committing way too many penalties. That is doom. If you do that against this Bruins team, it's just not, that is, that is a recipe for disaster. They have to stay out of the box in this game. Not only stay out of the box, but you have to stay on your assignment. Like you have to play an almost flawless game. From where this current Colorado Avalanche team is sitting, it, it's like the Winnipeg game times two. Like this team plays good hockey. And mm-hmm. the second you mess up, it's going to make it impossible to catch back up because they're just going to keep rolling. You know how we were rolling towards the end of last year? This is what Boston's came out of the gate doing. They did. So it's, and they haven't slowed down. to catch up. Yeah, they have you. You can't let them uh, get that first goal and, and get out to a, an early lead. You don't want to give up that, you know, goal in like the first minute or two minutes of, of the game. Uh, it's a tough crowd there, so they're they're obviously going to be involved. And if you give them any more reason to go even more crazier, like that, just it's tough. It's, it's a tough environment to play in. Um, you're you're it was a five one five one game last year. I, I was to, it? I went I went to go it, look it up. It, it felt like eight to one. You, you weren't that far off. Uh, five to one is uh, surprising that that's what it was. It was, that was bad. That was really it bad. It was a bad, bad game. Uh, your usual suspects are, are doing what they normally do. Pasternak is Pasternak, 14 goals, 18 assists, 32 points, in 22 games. Uh, Bergeron in 22 games has nine goals and 10 assists. That's 19 points. Uh, David Krejci's got eight and 10. Brad Martian's got seven and 11. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, four and 14. Like, the, it just goes on and on and on. Like, there, there's um, plus minus. Uh, the, the There's two players who are minus on the team. Anton Strawman, who's minus three. He's only played eight games. And I, I'm sorry, I don't, not familiar with Jacob uh, Broly. I don't, I, I'm assuming that's I, there's a Z in front of it. It's Z B O R I. So it's Zbroli or Zbroli. I don't know. Uh, he's a minus one. Everybody else is in the plus side, including Lindholm at plus twenty. 
So this team can score, they can defend. They're, I mean, they're they're one of the most complete teams right now. And I, I did the uh, lockdown NHL with with Adam. And how we do power rankings is mm-hmm. uh, by division now. Uh, we don't do like the one through thirty two. But I asked him, I was like, you know, obviously you're going to be putting the Devils and the Bruins right now at the top. Who would you put at, at number one? There's really no wrong answer there. Um, and he 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 went the Boston route because of mm-hmm. just the experience that they have. Um, I put a I put a shot in for your your Devils when, when we were talking. Yeah, but you know he, he's right. It's just this team they got off to a great start and they know how to keep winning. Yep. So you don't expect this big like drop off from them because they're so conditioned and they've played so many years together. They can, they can just go out there. It's just second nature to them how, how they play their game. And it's a good test for the Avalanche on how to overcome a superior talent, which we haven't had to face in quite some time. Like a team that you know you have no – like they're in a league above. The Avalanche have usually been that team. We're in a place now where we have to play up to a team. So that's going to be a nice test for this team. And for this, the new names on the team that we mentioned, like Bleed and – foodie and even new hook like to see how teams are comprised like what you have Mm. to face you just can't go in there and continue to do what you're doing to see what the upper echelon in the league is doing because that's not colorado right now we have to get back to that and to overcome that if we can escape saturday with a win yeah bring it on i will be so happy that's huge and and i i kind of hate like this is where i hate the scheduling for the nhl because if the Avs had, you know, a much healthier team and went in there with a team that we we know, like all the guys that they're missing, um, I'd feel really good about. It. I'd be like, this. Let's let's get it on. Let's do this. Yeah. This would be fun. And um, the fact that we're playing them both times for the year in less than a week, we're not going to see that matchup. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if if the second matchup was in in March or even February, uh, we'd see more of what this potential series could really be but we're not going to get that we're going to get the the avalanche with a, a, a decimated roster but still has to go out there and play you know but you know what i mean it's just it, it's it's i don't like that these they're playing them so close together they're two times out of the season because we don't get to see what a, a real matchup between these two teams could be but on the flip side to play like devil's advocate if the Avalanche could continue to be injured and play like they are right now, and we're going to be limping around till at least February, and Boston continues playing like this, it might be good to get it out of the way now. I guess so. Yeah, it's a different way to look at it, but sure, why not? Like if we're going to really yeah. be fighting for points and positioning and get through February and the trade deadline and really having to piece this team together and climb our way back up, let's get Boston out of the way. Let's <laughs> worry about the central. That's true. You do have to worry about the central. So, um, all right. So it'll be a fun game. So definitely uh, tune in for that. We will be back on Monday to uh, break it all down. Um, aren't they playing Monday too? Uh, let me bring up their schedule real quick. Sunday they are playing. They're playing the Flyers on Sunday, Monday. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like we said, December just games are uh, coming at you left and right. Um, all right, everybody. Glad we got a win. Two points is two points. Doesn't matter how crazy you get them. 
Um, so it's going to wrap it up. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.